The strange but true stories featured on this podcast contain details some people may find unsettling. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Chaya Samuel and things are about to get weird. Well, 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 what do we have here? Welcome to our first ever mini episode, the series I'll be calling Weird Fix. Since our full episode schedule switched over to being fortnightly, I've been trying to think of a way to make our podcast weekly again. In a perfect world, and hopefully in the future, I would love to have the time to put together a full-length instalment of the show each and every Wednesday for you. But as you know, I'm a one-woman band over here, and at the moment, it's still not quite possible. So I started thinking to myself, what can I do on those in-between weeks to still keep you all topped up with a little sprinkle of strangeness? And that's when I came up with the idea of Weird Fix. These bite-sized episodes will hopefully help to tide you over, and will also give me the opportunity to tell you about some of the bizarre things I wouldn't normally get to cover in a full episode. Things like shorter, weird news stories, odd facts and trivia, and anything else out of the ordinary that's piqued my interest recently, and I think that you would find interesting too. Think of it this way, if the stories I cover in our full episodes are the kind of things you'd retell to a friend over a long dinner or several drinks in the pub, the tales in Weird Fix are the fascinating tidbits you could pepper into general chit-chat and there'll be around three per mini-episode. Don't worry, you'll still get a full-length instalment of the podcast every two weeks. Weird Fix is just a bonus. So, let's get started. First up, here's a little window into a rabbit hole I fell down a couple of weeks ago. So, earlier this month, October of 2023, we had a Friday the 13th, which felt extra strange as it fell within what many would consider to be spooky season. And on that Friday, I was in the kitchen doing the washing up when I suddenly realised that I had no idea why Friday the 13th was considered to be so unlucky or something to be scared of. It's something I'd just accepted. Which is extra odd, as personally, I've always found the number 13 to be quite fortunate. So I took my rubber gloves off and I started doing some research, and I found out so many interesting facts. First of all, this apprehension surrounding Friday the 13th is not universal. In Italy, for example, Friday the 17th is considered the more unlucky date, and in many Spanish-speaking countries, it's Tuesday the 13th. In a way, it kind of feels like this fear around Friday the 13th is an amalgamation of these. Now, in terms of its origin, like with many long-standing superstitions, there are various schools of thought about how unease around this date developed. One of the most commonly cited explanations centres around the Bible, more specifically around the Last Supper and Good Friday. As the story goes, there were 13 people who attended the Last Supper, with one of them being Judas, the apostle who betrayed Jesus. For this reason alone, the idea of having 13 people around a dinner table then became a big no-no for some Christians. This then links up with the Friday part. 
Why? Because according to the Bible, the next day, Good Friday, is when Jesus was crucified. So lots of connotations around impending death and doom were then associated with the number, as Judas was the 13th guest. Several other not-so-great biblical events are also believed to have happened on a Friday, Cain killing his brother Abel, for example. Others, however, trace the whole thing back to Norse mythology. The physicist and writer Charles Panetti followed the trail back to the story of Loki turning up unannounced to a banquet in Valhalla, bringing the number of gods present to 13. Chaos ensued, and Baldur, the god of a light, joy and goodness, ended up being murdered by his brother, something Loki somewhat instigated. There are even some who think this tradition truly came about as recently as the Victorian period though, with the 1907 novel Friday the 13th by Thomas W. Lawson subsequently solidifying the superstition around the date into the Edwardian era. Then in more recent times, horror movies like Friday the 13th help to keep the momentum going around the date links with terrifying happenings. Now, there are also lots of alternative stances on the history of Friday the 13th, which are much more positive. Both the number and the day of the week were and are considered full of good fortune within paganism and Wicca too, but many people still cling to the idea that the opposite is true, possibly not helped by the fact that several terrible events have taken place on Friday the 13th in more recent times. For example, the Costa Concordia cruise ship disaster took place on Friday the 13th of January 2012, claiming the lives of 32 people. Tupac died on Friday the 13th of September 1996. If you don't like hearing about air disasters, skip ahead a few seconds. Ready? Okay. A number of planes have either crashed or disappeared on this date, including Flight 571, which crash-landed in the Andes on Friday the 13th of October 1972. To be honest, that story could be a whole full episode in itself, it's truly wild. And the list goes on. It is worth noting, of course, that the occurrence of these events on this date isn't totally inexplicable. There are usually one or two Friday the 13th in any given year, so statistically it does make sense. But if you've ever felt that creepy sensation around the infamous date, I guarantee you're not alone. If you have ever had a strange or unlucky experience on a Friday the 13th, I'd be so intrigued to know about it. Next, I have a bit of an update for you relating to something I did a deep dive into on the podcast last year. If you've listened to episode 18, all about the strange phenomenon known as the hum, you'll know that residents of the village of Homefield have been plagued by this mysterious, continuous, low-level sound for the past few years. Well, as it turns out, they're not the only ones in the West Yorkshire area to be dealing with this exact same unexplained problem. On our Facebook discussion group last week, one of our wonderful listeners, Rianne, shared a news article from the Yorkshire Evening Post, detailing how an odd humming or buzzing sound has been bothering some of those living in the Leeds suburb of Hunslet for months now. Paul Ray, the Labour councillor who represents the area, 
has said that a number of residents from one particular housing estate have contacted him about the noise they're hearing. He explained that although their homes are located near to an industrial estate, it's unlikely that sounds from any construction going on there should carry over to the houses. Like we heard time and time again in the Hum episode, there doesn't seem to be any rational reason why the buzzing sound has suddenly appeared for some residents, as nothing notable has changed in their environment. He said, quote, It's a bit of a weird one. Part of the estate is hearing the humming, but other parts aren't. I haven't personally heard it, but apparently it is worse at night. It could be that something is helping to transmit the sound across the estate, which is why only certain parts are hearing it, but God knows how. Very interesting. As this is such a new development in the saga of the hum, that's about all the information we have from Hunslet at the moment. But believe me when I say that this is a story I will be keeping a close eye on going forward. Finally for today, I like the idea of rounding out these weird fix episodes with a fascinating fact. And how could I resist going with a Halloween theme for this one? So, did you know that one of the most iconic spooky season songs, Monster Mash by Bobby Boris Pickett, was once banned by the BBC for being, quote, too morbid? Yes, you are thinking of the right song. That novelty, pretty upbeat, silly dance-inducing track from 1962. Apparently, the BBC were not at all keen on certain lyrics from the song, including the line, it was a graveyard smash. They thought it was offensive and overall too ghoulish. This bad press didn't seem to hamper its chart performance though, as that year it went to number one on the Billboard charts, although it didn't hit the UK music charts until much later on in 1973. And now all I can do is apologise because I'm sure that, like me, you will now have the Monster Mash in your head for the rest of the day. I really hope you enjoyed the very first instalment of Weird Fix. As always, your feedback is very welcome, providing you all enjoy this new addition to the podcast. I really look forward to bringing you more of these mini episodes very soon. A few quick shout outs to the sources which helped in my research today. We had a history.com article all about Friday the 13th, last updated in August of 2021. There was a CNN article about the superstition by Christabel Hastings from October the 13th of this year, plus an Insider.com piece about it by Gabby Shaw from the same day. We had the Yorkshire Evening Post article about the hum by James Connolly from the 16th of October this year, and finally the BBC piece about the Monster Mash song by Jeremy Allen from October 2017. If you come across anything you think would make a good addition to our next Weird Fix episode, do feel free to get in touch and let me know. You can find us on Instagram at Things Get Weird Podcast, on Facebook by searching for Things Are About To Get Weird, or you can pop me an email at thingsgetweirdpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back with a full episode next Wednesday. So until next time, take care of yourself and others and keep it weird, but the good kind of weird. Thank you.